0: welcome to the wow marriage podcast in our marriage we had a blast in the whoa this is awesome phase struggled and endured through the what was i thinking phase and fought hard to get to the wow marriage we have today it's our goal to share with you some practical tools biblical principles and help you reach the wow marriage and stay there so buckle up get ready it's going to be a great ride now let's get going
1: Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning back again to This Is Your Show, The Wild Marriage, where we'll give you a biblical principle. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> and a life experience that it truly will bless and enrich your marriage. A good marriage just doesn't happen.
0: No, a uh, good marriage takes a lot of work. I mean, it takes a lot of work, but it's fun work. It's good I was work. about
1: to say, but it's a lot of fun work.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of fun work, and, you know, it really takes um, effort. Puts forth effort and anything that you want to put effort into, you need to put effort into it is going to be lasting. If you um, do the work, (laughs) simple, simple things, do the work.
1: You invest on things that really matters to you. You know, a lot of times, say, oh, my spouse is so special to me and how much I love him. But I don't pray for you. I don't invest on intimacy. I don't even uh, submit to the word of God how to take care of you. But you say you love. You don't love. You mm-hmm. think is, uh, you take people for granted and you take your marriage covenant for granted. Mm-hmm. What God, so many times, oh, I pray for a spouse and then you have, and then you like, he get on my nerve. Yeah. Or you pray for that job or that car mm-hmm. and then you got and then it's like, now it's a burden.
0: Yeah. Cause you spend $150 for oil changes. Anyway. Okay. So now
1: <laughs> we're talking <laughs> about it here. It.
0: Okay. We're talking about here. Six reasons why Christian marriages um, struggle or fail. So. Yeah. What is that all about, baby?
1: Well, what it is sometimes. This is we have a fantasy war of Christianities because it's God, because it's a blessing, because you heard from God to marry this spouse, supposed to. Don't you put in automatic, automatic, autopilot, autopilot, automatic?
0: Yeah. And I mean, and then you <laughs> and get it's this, gonna function, it's gonna yeah. work because it's
1: this is a God thing. Yeah. I heard from God,
0: and you stop so, putting in the work. Yeah, you start coasting, And uh, you forget about the things you did in the beginning,
1: and you uh, and then you, you start cutting them off. Yes, like my husband, <laughs> he's really good at that, sometimes. But we work at it. Yes, and just because it's mm-hmm. a Christian, and we have the word of God inside of us. That doesn't mean we don't have to put a great, maybe even greater effort because the devil's out there trying to make Christian look bad. His in front children, of the world, yes. In front mm-hmm. of the world. Yes. You know, uh, talking about being a Christian, this is the funniest thing. Without us realizing, we were arguing. <laughs> <laughs> and you uh, have to preach this in the house, praise <laughs> the Lord. And we have the word of God. So we were back and forth. But the word said... <laughs> Da, da, da. And yeah, then we're... we were throwing the scripture back and forth. until we find like what are we doing? But it was a serious thing, and yeah. we end up laughing like, "Oh my, yeah, we that's... are so ridiculous. We are here arguing <laughs> with the word of God." Yeah,
0: just thank God us, we're just back that at we acknowledge it, it yeah. that
1: we was really a spiritual because we were quoting the scriptures.
0: Yeah, and it was it was something. I, I honestly forget what it was about, but in the middle of it, we just started laughing because we realized how silly it was. Not that the word of God is silly, but how we were how arguing we were about it. just trying to prove our point. And, you know... um that's a um. you could say that's a good or a bad you know, a, a way of communication. It's a great way of communication because we Please. know the word, the word is in us. And then through the Holy Spirit, it was able to, you know, let us know that, hey, you guys are really, Ooh. really acting kind of, you know, silly right Foolish. now. But the thing what we're talking about here today is the things that make them struggle. So we have a few points here that we're going to go over um to to help you out. You know, to help you um, learn some of these, some of the tools that you can use, putting your kit back, like we always say, yeah. to help you through these struggles. So what is the first one you have on your list, Well,
1: babe? the first one I think everybody struggle with. And the enemy of darkness will focus so much on the things that you cannot change instead of the things that you can depend on or change is communication. I remember for us, a lot of time I used to say, well, we can't communicate because... And you feel the mind. For me, it was like, well, because you were American and I'm Panamanian, we can we came from different cultures, that's what we can communicate. Yeah. But it's yeah. really we couldn't communicate. It was because we weren't submitting to the way of communicating to the power of the spirit and the scripture. The scriptures say in Proverbs 18, too, I love this scripture by the way. but I love them all, but this is it speaks to me. A fool takes no pleasure in understanding, but only in... It, Expressing his opinion in the moment of the heat of the argument, we only want to be heard. Yeah. Instead of listening with <clears throat> the hard decision, I'm going to try to understand him where he's coming from. And one of the ways I was able to recognize, like, I'm not listening to understanding. I'm listening to attack. It was, you talk it and I automatically thinking about the answer. Mm-hmm. We need help from the Holy Spirit. Right. Because who, the Bible says, who can contain the tongue? That's something very difficult, especially, if, I think, for women. We are communica- we can communicate. And a lot of times, also, um, I hear ladies be like, well, we can talk, huh? Well, in that case, I think you can talk just as much. I don't know. But well, I, most,
0: can. I can. I've got the gift of gab.
1: Yeah, the gift of what?
0: Gift of gab. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Amen. Mm-hmm. But you know, a lot of women like they complain about their spouse because they're not talking. Yeah. But it's because they want them to talk just as much of their friends. Mm-hmm. And two women, they get in together and you tell them what you did all day. Oh, we just talk. Mm-hmm. Two men get together. Yeah. It, it, we just oh, sat
0: there in silence for six hours. We had the greatest deeper. time we could yeah, ever
1: have. I really bond. I said, really? <laughs> you really bond with so-and-so? What do you guys do? Oh, we didn't talk. We watched the show. I'm like, you, you didn't spend quality time with him. You <laughs> said, no, we watched a fight. Uh, we had some popcorn. like, that is not bonding. He yeah. said, for us, it was great. We were just spending time together. <laughs> and to us, we can turn off the TV, and women can just, like, Like you say, all night. But at the same time, man, give her the gift of communication. Just because. uh, I mean,
0: make a sacrifice. You know, if your wife wants to talk, dude, pay attention to her, put the phone away, put whatever it is away, give her your undivided attention. Because just think about for that brief moment, for however short or however long it may be, for that brief moment of time when you're giving your wife 100% of your undivided attention, there is going to be a great reward that follows. <laughs> well, this is my
1: thing. Don't we say if you feel like or not to have sex, have sex because your body doesn't belong to you? Yes. So if you feel like talking, you should talk whether you like it or not. Yes. Because love is about sacrificial giving to each other what they need to fill the love tank. Yes. Okay, you have an A plus. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so that means, oh, well, never mind. So what we have to do here is um, look at look at some things that you need to do. Um, it's it's all about attention. It's all about mm-hmm. focus. And when you're doing that, you know, like, like my Maria was saying, you know, in Proverbs eighteen two said, "A fool takes." No pleasure in understanding. And what she was saying is like when we get into arguments and she said she's thinking about how to respond rather than receiving, you know, that's pride. Because when you when you're doing that, you're looking at you're generating a response based on what you just heard to defend yourself mm-hmm. rather than just humbly submitting, listening to what your wife or your husband has to say. And then you uh, uh responding to that instead of responding in emotion.
1: You know Arguments are good. You're supposed to argue and see, hear each other out. I don't think it's wrong. But argue with a purpose. And what is that purpose? How can we solve this problem? Don't argue to be right.
0: Right, without keeping score.
1: Yeah, well, you know, yes. we argue to be right. Well, you did this, but I did, I said, you don't want to fix it. How bad do you want it? I always think about the, um, the Apostle Paul, when the women who was, the young lady who was filled with, uh, with an evil spirit Mm -hmm. who was made, she was a a slave and she was making a lot of money to her owner, Mm -hmm. which is, that's not the point that I'm trying to make. But for three days, she kept yelling, these are the men who want to preach the good news. These are the men. And then she finally got fed up and cast that demon out. Mm -hmm. Many of us are not fed up enough to want to fix our marriage because we don't want to apply The word <laughs> of God. How bad do you want it? You want to get healed. How bad yeah, do you want you it? You
0: don't want it bad enough to do anything to do fix anything. it.
1: Like one of the things, like I had cancer. I wanted bad enough that I did a study book on healing. He was like, "This thick," and we answer. And that's what the situation I was dealing with at the moment. Uh, I wanted bad enough that I got me a book about how to pray for my husband, and I read it a couple of times, and I still, to this day, I apply that book. I keep her. Busy. <laughs> <laughs> no, but how bad do you want it? Oh, I want my children to be safe. How many scriptures have you memorized and quoting it and meditate upon it? And, and then, and
0: then not only that, but how often are you beating them down? How often are you, you know, discouraging them or, or, or speaking negatively against the children? Or we're talking about marriage here, but how often are you Talking negatively about your marriage and about it's not going to work, and you know I'm tired of this. I oh, can't deal with every this. Every time
1: somebody mentions something uh, positive about your husband, you're like, mm, but you don't know him. I'm home.
0: Yeah, exactly. So I mean, really? I mean, you don't want it bad enough to fix it because you're you not can, you're not doing the right things. in You're order not to fix
1: willing it. to put your flesh on the control. Yes, to have the victory over your marriage you don't love him enough and not only loving him i love god enough that i want him to when people say hey christian Mary works, look at maria and Chris, so he can get the glory more than the i say night time out of 10 when we used to have ugly arguments i thought about christ and how he's gonna get the victory and i want to be a good wife as a servant to him but do i want it bad enough to do my homework Mm-hmm. To submit my flesh and to shut up.
0: Yes, and you know it's it's that's what it's all about because we all talk about you know we're under grace you know we have the grace God has given us grace we're under the dispensation of grace well how about giving your husband or your wife the same apportionment of grace that you yourself want
1: mm-hmm. you know well you reap what you saw I
0: don't I don't think she deserves this or I don't want to give that or. She really hurt me, he really hurt me, so they don't deserve it. Well, what about all the things that you've done, you know, that you don't feel that you want to deserve, that you really don't deserve, but it's through the gift of grace that God gave through Christ that gives us the ability to mm-hmm. be who we are, to mm-hmm. have what we want, you know, and and you to know, go where we want to go?
1: It's a form of idolatry <laughs> because I think if I treat you right, if I do everything right, and it, then you're going to give me what I need to fill me up so I can be complete. So, <laughs> will you get your married the quarter? <laughs> what we were talking about is my blessings come from the Lord and Him alone. He can use you. To feel the love of God, to mm-hmm. be a blessing to my life. But if you don't do it, he's going to use somebody else, not that, and an adult. I'm yeah, talking about yeah. a fulfillment, <laughs> mm-hmm. a, a sense of like, mm, I'm doing what is right before the Lord, and he's blessing me with all my needs, including the intimacy with him. Mm-hmm. Is such a fulfillment that even though maybe my husband is going through a hard time, and he's not communicating with me, or he's not showing me love. I am satisfied with my relationship with Jesus, and I'm honoring him by submitting and obeying the Word of God, by expecting my blessings come from the Lord. Yeah. And you know what he does? I noticed in my life, 100% of the time, God turned it around. and he. I, I told you one time that I felt like he would give me a hug, and I thought that was coming from God himself. But I wasn't seeking for you to fulfill me. Mm-hmm. I was seeking for him, obeying his word, honor you, respect you. And then God gave me the things that I desire from right. you.
0: Exactly. Which is and to
1: love me and treat me nice.
0: Yeah. And, you know, when we're doing that, when we when we really humble ourselves and submit, God can use us in these supernatural ways and in these natural ways to share and communicate, you know, non-verbally and also verbally, yeah. you know, the love that our husband— that. You, man, your wife needs, mm-hmm. or, you know, um, husband, you know, um, women that, that that your wife needs. You know what <laughs> No, I'm no, we're that no, we're, of <laughs> we're not kind <that. laughs> But uh, give it kind of love that your spouse hey, needs. Amen. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> Which is a
1: man and a woman. Yes, May man I and clarify. a woman. Because yeah. <laughs> you Clarification. had a tongue yeah, it was, it was, it was, I thought was, I was, was talking was to myself for a minute. That I, normally happens to me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: there was a name of a guy, but no, I'm not going to say that. Uh-huh. But uh, so, all right, let's go with point number two. Okay. okay, and you know, I think you start off with number one, but I kind of like it's okay. Jumped in and did stuff, but I'm I'm on We're flowing, talk about two. flowing. <laughs> okay? It's we're talking about help in time of trouble. You know, oftentimes, you know, you know, you remember the scripture in First Peter five when it says, you know, um, that the devil is like a roaring lion, you know, walking around seeking whom he may devour. So let me give you this example here. See, a lion is king of the jungle. He's the top of the food chain. He can eat and have his way with anything in there. But what does the lion do? He's roaring. He's prowling around, seeking whom he may devour. So who does the lion always go after? That little gazelle or that that little calf, the one that fell behind Mm -hmm. or the weakest one. Why? Because it's easy it's easy prey. I don't have to work that hard to get at it. So when people, you know, when they don't ask for help, you know, they think they can do it all themselves and all the while they're getting weaker because if they could do it all themselves, the thing or the issue that they're going through would be fixed. Yeah. So when you do that, what you do is you slowly and incrementally isolate
1: yourself
0: from your spouse.
1: From the, from, flock.
0: from the flock, from the people who can help you because mm-hmm. you think you can do it by yourself. And then when you can't, you get more and more frustrated. And then, you know, days, weeks, months or however long you go through it, then you out there and you're by yourself and you wonder, how did I get here? What happened? And then you want to go get help. And then when you go for the help, you realize how hard it actually is to get the help. Mm-hmm. And then you get discouraged and the help, and so you're back at square one, you know, being isolated again because you didn't want to put forth all the work. So, not asking for help, you know, is 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 common for 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 more so than men because we can do this. We're fixers,
1: especially but, being a Christian. Yeah, especially being a Christian, you faking it. How things are going? Oh, they're doing great. Hallelujah, praise Jesus. And you're yeah, not and you, asking. You're
0: trying to say it. What they say is 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 um you, you, in you faith, in front, you know. Yeah, um, it's, it's faith and, and you're speaking things that are not as though, as though they were. But you, you have to understand the application of that scripture. It's not, you know, just saying something, hoping it'll get better. It's actually believing what you're saying that will manifest in getting better. Now, I don't know who coined this phrase or who said this years ago, but uh, somebody said, you know, faith it until you make it. And it got real popular out there, you know, but I, I really don't like it because I think they just coined that worldly phrase, you know, um, fake cliche. it till you make it. Yeah, cliche, something like that. But that's not what it's all about. Well,
1: the, wh- what it is, is you have to crucify the flesh. Mm-hmm. You know, you're doing it in faith be- and to you've had the feeling or whatever. That's one of the ways to look at it. But also the word of God say faith without work is death
0: exactly and that's where i'm going going, with this here amen because it's what we have here if you faith it until you make it that makes absolutely no sense to me because what is that tells me multiple things here number one you know you don't have faith you're putting on a front you know just to try to say something hoping it will come to pass and then number two is faith it until you make it so what happens when you make it your faith goes away you have no more need for faith. No, no. We have to constantly live and walk by faith. The Bible says that we all have a measure of faith. The Bible says, Jesus said, if you have faith as a small as a mustard seed, you know, you can say to this mountain, be thou removed. You can have what you say if you believe in your heart and believe and not doubt in your heart. So another thing is, um, how long will it be until you make it, you know, so your faith in it until you make it. How long will it be until you make it? And um, what happens if you don't make it? Are you going to go for so long and then give up? See, let me tell you something. The very, very important. This is very important. People don't understand this. I'm pretty sure some people do. But your help doesn't stop until you quit. Mm -hmm. Once you quit, your help is over because you've given up. So if you're trying to faith it until you make it, You know, ask yourself the question, what are you really saying? What are you really doing? Um, What happens when you make it? Where's your faith at? Why are you not making it right now? But I submit to you this. If God is for us, who can be against us? We have the Lord Jesus Christ. We have the Holy Spirit living and abiding in us. So we've already made it. We've already made it in every area of our life. We just have to work it out for it to manifest through our good works, now good works, don't get you to heaven. So we're saved. That's the gift of grace. That's, that's the salvation. Mm -hmm. But when you put forth your works, when you can actually humble yourself, submit to your husband or your wife
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and, you know, go by what the word of God says, you know, these are things that can help you get through. And it's not a fake thing. It's not just saying it, you know, hoping it's believing it and working it out and doing what you have to do to make it it fixed, to to make it work. Mm -hmm. So if you're constantly arguing over the same thing over and over and over again, have that internal conversation with yourself. Why are we arguing about the same thing? Mm -hmm. What can I do to fix a situation? I have faith that God will lead me and God will lead my, I'm saying the man, God will lead my wife in order to help us fix this. Mm -hmm. But what do I need to do? to do my part, to help this thing get fixed, mm-hmm. to honor and submit. So, you know, um, you have to be strong, you know, not isolate. You have to be firm in what you believe. If you want to get your marriage fixed, I mean, Christian, we're talking to everybody out there, but if you, if your marriage is broken, you don't want to fix it bad enough to fix it exactly.
1: because God
0: can fix anything. God is no respecter of persons.
1: Unless, like we say, in the problems that we have nowadays as a Christian is communication, unless one of the reasons why they fail, because they don't ask for help.
0: Yes, exactly. And that's They're the isolation.
1: They do prideful. What is, I love what 2 Timothy tells us about, what are young women supposed to do? Because nowadays, I feel in my heart there's such a gap between the young generation and the old, especially those who like... 60 and 70, I don't see many young people reach out to those people for wisdom. It's like they're almost ministering to each other. We have the—and I'm not against the young group and get together with— people of same faith but you should also have some friends who are older than you who are teaching you a thing or, thing, a thing or two about life yeah. about marriage about your walk that's the reason why they got to that age or and they have hold on to the faith marriage. their marriage yeah. is still solid mm-hmm. why did they do right and of course they probably had done something wrong but the word of God tell us hold on to the good and throw away the bad go seek wisdom
0: what no I, I just had a thought keep going finished.
1: no go seek wisdom ask for or help, be humble enough to know, like, you know what? Let me have a conversation. Let me just have dinner with so and so. Let me, I'm gonna bake a pie and I'm gonna call. So I know, you know what we do? We have a beautiful couple, Jerry Howard. We spend time with them, mm-hmm. we don't know at all. We go to their house or we we encourage, you know, we pursue them. I'm not waiting for them to look for me. I pursue, hey, we'll get together again Mm -hmm. because I need their wisdom. Right. But there's such a huge gap mm -hmm. in the generation because the age between 18 and 30, I don't know, they might think they have it all together. They don't build those relationship with their older couple. right? and
0: you know that's where I was going to say because you know Eddie and Jerry Howell, you know a wonderful couple and I think
1: married 50 I, some I years? think
0: I think they're older than 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 my parents who have still been married you know 65 years you know they've been married. But you know we go after them because in all the the right and wrong and good and bad that they've been through there's one thing that has kept my parents together for 65 years and Eddie and Jerry Together for all the years is commitment, Mm
1: -hmm. and throw it away when it gets bad. (laughs) Yes,
0: that commitment is knowing that even when you're going through it, when you're going through struggles, when you're going through all kind of things, your commitment to the Lord Jesus Christ, your commitment to one another, far outweighs anything else that could ever transpire in your marriage. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Your level of commitment. Your level of love, your level of humility and submitting one to another as unto the Lord Mm -hmm. can absolutely fix. It can it it can do anything. It can. There is the ministry of reconciliation that God gave us in Second Corinthians five. We have the ministry of reconciliation. God promised us reconciliation. God has promised to, you know, Help us stay in one accord with him. Mm -hmm. And when we do these things, when we have that level of faith, we have that level of commitment. You know, God can fix any and every situation that we have in our marriage.
1: Go ahead and And, read this scripture, honey. It's so good. I just love that scripture. Titus
0: Titus 2, Uh 3 through 5. It says, it's uh, the New Living Translation. Similarly, teach the older woman to live in the way that honors God. They must not slander others or be heavy drinkers instead they should teach others what is good these older women must train the younger women to love their husband and their children to live wisely to be pure and to work in their homes to do good and to be submissive to their husbands then they will bring not shame but they will bring a good word of God
1: that's a place for the older people
0: Right. So this doesn't mean that, you know, you're going to, you know, stay home and not work. But what it means is there is wisdom in those who are older than we are. Mm -hmm. You know, there is. I mean, it's like we're not the oldest couple here, but I'm telling you, my friend, we've coming up on 33 years of marriage in September. Um, We know a thing or two. We've been through a thing or two. And God has honored us. He's honored our commitment and our covenant to him. So Amen.
1: we're probably but, gonna have to do a part two of this. Yeah, there's
0: definitely gonna be a part two.
1: <laughs> the six-way why
0: and we've um, only gotten through pre- two. Yes, so this may end up being a three-part series.
1: Yeah, no, 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 but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but the, the point is that. Us Christians have to be humble enough to recognize what areas are we need help on. Mm-hmm. And we depend on the Holy Spirit with right. communication. Amen. You know, just because you're a Christian doesn't mean automatically your marriage is going to work. Right. It, we have to it takes, work at it, takes work. it but it's mm-hmm. worth it. But that work
0: and that commitment is going to be there. So, I mean, it's like, you know, I mean, stay tuned. We are going to have a a second part, maybe a third part to this series. But also look forward to the next uh, series or next session coming up with our partners, Chris and Lisa Wood. Um, They have a dynamic teaching that's going to come out. Um, Thank you for all that you do. Thank you for reaching out to us. Thank you for encouraging us and for sharing us on social media.
1: That's right. Until
0: the next time we meet again, we love you and we call you blessed. Thanks for listening to the Wow Marriage Podcast. We pray that the experiences shared today will not only bless you, but inspire you to have your very own Wow Marriage. To stay connected, please be sure to subscribe to this channel and
1: also visit our website at thewowmarriage.com to watch this podcast and others in video. We call you blessed in Jesus' name.